hello and welcome to Screen Babble, your guide to what to watch. We'll be tuning in to hours and hours of TV so we can tell you what you need to be switching on and what's to be avoided. I'm your host, Kelly Crichton, and once again this week I am joined by Alex Moreland and Stephen Ross, our resident TV critics who are helping you max out your TV time. And everybody's fully well this week, so we're delighted with that. Uh, if you haven't tuned in before, each week we'll be chatting about what we're watching as well as looking more closely at a new programme or something making the headlines in the deep dive. This week, Alex is previewing No Escape out today on Paramount Plus, I believe. And finally, we go back to the future to tell you about a programme you may have missed when it first aired or streamed. Back to the future in more ways than one this week. So, Stephen, uh, he'll be telling us about historical drama Rome. Yes, Rome. Rome. Uh, But first, we like to talk about what everybody has been watching recently. And to be honest, I have watched hours of Eurovision since I last spoke to you both. And I did manage to squeeze in the BAFTAs too on Sunday. Alex, I have a question for you. You may not know the answer. Okay. Um, It's a a more of a technical logistical question rather than a TV question. What... When do they film it? Is it like during the day on Sunday or when is it filmed? So it's, it's not like, live, is it? No, it's it's on, I think, either an hour or two delay, hour delay. Yeah. And then the actual ceremony for them sitting there is, I think, an hour longer than what ends up on TV. Yeah. So they make all sorts of adjustments, uh, judicious and not at all coincidentally political edits. Yes, um, yes, yes. Yeah. I was just wondering when I was watching it because I was like, it feels like we would know these things if it was hours ago, you know, like things would get out on social yeah. media. So a, a lot of them do. Yeah, do they? Like, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, the wind's an hour or two. Earlier. Ah, okay. Yeah. okay. I always think it's a bit of a shame not to show the whole thing. Why don't they just like, do it live? Just, I was expecting. It, yeah, you know, I was expecting like, it to be yeah. live. So when it was on, I was like, saw the first couple of... Um, awards and I kind of was like the recipients were getting backstage very quickly and I was like this isn't live what's going on here kind of thing yeah uh, it's a bit it feels a bit more contrived and a bit more fake when they don't do it live yeah. you know which is a shame but uh what did you think of it yeah it was all right it was um I mean there were some some ridiculous ones like uh Dharma winning I thought that was yeah. embarrassing we talked about that last Especially week yeah yeah, especially because um, they had the cast of the bear there, or some of the cast of the bear yeah. there, and that just it just feels a bit embarrassing to have flown them out and then yeah. give it to Dharma and, and Ryan Murphy hasn't even shown up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was alright. I thought some some good yeah. ones. I thought Leslie Manville um, when she was announcing lead actor that was one of the best announcements of an award I've seen. Like it was just notably good. It stuck in what my mind. What did she say again? Remind us. It, it was just like um, lead actor and like, oh, and the winner, the award goes to. But I just thought she did that really well. <laughs> okay. Like it, it, it just stood out like, oh, you, you timed that pause really well. That's, okay. That's very well done. Yeah, it is a bit. That's the thing about award shows, isn't it? Like half the entertainment is how shit people present the awards or how yeah. how awkward they are with their co-presenters or whatever. Like you know. the, the, the best international series... Uh, the the Dharma yeah. one they didn't put that in the broadcast, but it's worth looking it up because when Dharma didn't show up, they 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 did not um, know what to do, and they're just kind of like, "Are you serious?" Vamping, oh, yeah, no, yeah. Cringe. And then halfway through, they realise, like, "Oh, hang on a minute, it says here on the envelope that we should just accept it and walk on." <laughs> It was very funny. Oh, cringe. Yeah, so worth, worth looking at. It up. was quite funny, the bit where um, where Rob Becker and um, 
his co-presenter uh, Ramesh. Ramesh Ranganathan. Ramesh Ranganathan was up. Ramesh was up for an award, and he had to go and sit in the audience yeah. for the <laughs> thing. And then he came back up. He obviously didn't win it, and he was like, "Shambles! Let's keep going with this shambles." That was quite funny. I thought they did a pretty good job. I don't know, like, if I get them back again, but they did a pretty good job. Um, I really enjoyed a couple of the speeches. Lisa McGee for Derry Girls was wonderful yeah. and I was so glad they got it for to sort of tie that off nicely. And Siobhan McSweeney, I didn't realise this obviously till afterwards, had picked up Best Comedic Performance for Sister yeah. Mary or in... Sister Mary? Michael. Sister Michael in... <laughs> Sister George Michael. <laughs> in um, yeah. Derry Girls. And her speech was hilarious, but they didn't show it at all. Um, and then they kind of clipped it apparently as well. So um, when you went back to look at it online or whatever. Um, so that was a bit of a shame because she's really funny. But uh, yeah, and I thought Sharon Horgan was quite um, gushing, wasn't she? About like, yeah. sometimes people are more emotional than you expect them to be. You know, I think that was maybe because it was recognising they won Bad Sisters, won yeah. Best Drama, isn't it? I was really glad they... Um they got those awards. Yes. And Anne-Marie Duff got the award for that as well. Yeah. Because I wasn't expecting that. No. But it, it's very good and very deserving. Yeah, she's lovely as well. And she said something about bullying and stuff, which I thought was good. There wasn't that many political messages. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, um, relevant to the, to the show. Exactly, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. It was, the one thing I would say about it is it was an easy watch because it was quick. Mm. The, you know, you kind of went through quickly. The other thing worth mentioning is... Um, it was definitely a female. I felt like it was a strong female night, wasn't it? It felt like, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Kate Winslet was very another person who was very gushing. Who it was like, mm. okay, you know, you kind of expect these big Hollywood stars to be a bit more sort of used to it, you know, used to the yeah. adoration or whatever or the the glory. But um, I think it was an important story for her because she did it with her daughter. It was quite emotional as well. Mm. So, and any other major problems with any of the wins or anything? Alex? No, nothing no. nothing really coming to mind. No. Um, yeah, it was good. Seemed, I mean, it seemed all right yeah. all around. Yeah. I've forgotten most of it. I know. Um, like it's I like, it's what, four days ago? God, three days ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So, Stephen, did you watch it at all, no? Well, I, I covered it when it was happening. <laughs> um, but again... <laughs> And it then went out of my mind. I, yeah, I, There's a bit I, of a hamster, realize hamster wheel thing going on here. You're like, I'm only doing it yeah, when I'm in yeah. the zone. I can't remember it the next day. I, I didn't realise it was as live at the time, so I didn't actually realise that they'd like cut it down um, until afterwards when I was writing about Siobhan McSweeney having her sort of political commentary cut mm. purely for time reasons. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely there's no reason for it not to be live other than that the BBC are cowards and don't want any yeah. sort of chance of a so what, um, political statement getting thrown in. So what Siobhan McSweeney basically said was, uh, you know, kind of paid allegiance to, um, or sorry, paid tribute to um, Dairy Girls and the time and the and what was going on during that, when the series is set and sort of said, the people in charge have let you down in Westminster, Ireland and Northern Ireland, the politicians, and you yeah. need to kind of get your finger out. That's all she said. It wasn't, wasn't hugely. Yeah. But it was enough to scare the BBC. Yeah, clearly. So. Clearly. Okay, cool. Um, what, Eurovision? Did either of you watch Eurovision? I did watch Eurovision. Oh, in a pub? The final. Anyway. In a pub? In the, the final, yeah. No, I, in, in my flat with some... 
drinks. Yeah, yeah. Your visit party. Go on, Stephen. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> Admit it. It was good. It was it good. It was good. Um, obviously, I think the majority of people watching it take it as the opportunity to drink rather than as the opportunity to watch Eurovision. It's just sort of a vehicle to consume alcohol too. <laughs> or maybe maybe I'm projecting. But it was it was it was good. Um the winner was in my opinion not not very deserving. Uh, okay. Um who who do you think should have won? Ben Muller. So well um I really liked Germany, Austria. Germany. Oh, get out Norway. of here, Stephen. Sorry, I'm going to mute you. Get out of here. Germany, not sorry, you're getting kicked off the podcast for that. Germany yeah, really was diabolical. Really it was, di- I mean, diabolical, diabolical, quite literally. No. Well, you're with the majority opinion on that, yeah, because they came second last, didn't they? No, we, they came last. We came last. Second yeah, last. I thought that, But I thought I, thought I was... Yeah, I thought Mia Muller's was probably the worst performance. She of the was night, pretty bad. Which was a shame. Yeah, she was pretty bad. Um, I loved Finland's that came second. I wanted them to win, and I had them in the sweep at work as well. Yeah, which is a shame, my but, friend really. Yeah. Really, they yeah. were just entertaining. You know, very entertaining. I have to say. Um, overall, I think BBC did an absolutely smashing job on Eurovision. I watched the two semi final. Well, I watched the second semi final in full. I kind of fast forwarded through the first one, but. The second semi-final, which was last Thursday night, was really, really excellent. And the interval acts were absolutely top class. I would nearly go as far as to say mm. better than the actual night because they did this like drag queen performance thing on the semi-final that was so joyous and so just, it was just a party, you know, it was just pure entertainment. Whereas on the night of the final, I guess they had to be a little bit like, uh, reverential and like refer to Liverpool and to Ukraine and all that stuff and get that they really had to get the tone very spot on you know but I think just overall they did a really fantastic job so I was kind of hoping I will be hoping for the UK to get a win in the next few years so they get to host it again because it was fantastic it was so 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 yeah. so good so good did you watch it Alex? I caught the countdown because the thing I had been watching ended and I was sort of channel hopping, but no, none, none of the acts, just the last like 10 and minutes. And that is, yeah, the most, uh, the most tedious bit, the countdown bit at the end. Uh, you, I don't enjoy that so much anymore because it's like, it can literally change on the last vote. So it all seems a bit pointless, yeah. you know. Um, but no, and I think, I think the presenters did great as well. Um, so yeah, so that's enough about Eurovision for this year. Um, anybody else want to talk about anything else they've watched this week, briefly? Well, I, just because it's sort of, ties into a theme of my other program i'd like to sort of mention cleopatra on netflix queen cleopatra Mm. the jay pickett smith produced series yeah um he got a lot of heat for casting a black woman or a mixed race woman rather as cleopatra when historically she's generally believed to have been sort of greek looking rather than black okay um but not not like it wasn't a huge problem. Like watching watching the show, I thought it was it was a pretty good docudrama. Yeah. Um, sort of very typical of the genre. Interesting. Found myself getting more into it than I thought I would. Like towards the end, it was like quite powerful, I guess. Um, quite informative. It's been like reviewed bomb review bombed on IMDb. So the the series is like 50,000 ratings and it's rated 1.0 oh on average, which is the lowest rating you can get. Oh dear. So presumably that's because 
a lot of people were upset that the mixed race actress in the role. I mean, yeah, that they got so much heat for it. People are just like, it's not, it's not, it's nowhere near that bad. It's at at worst, it's an average historical docudrama that you would think get rated like six point five. Okay, but it got rated one. Um, So we're saying IMDb is for racists. Saying the people that dropped all those ratings on it probably had an agenda, but it yeah, is okay. it's worth watching. I think. Um, so and who plays uh, Cleopatra? Apart from that one small actor, it, it is very historically accurate to my knowledge. Sorry. Who plays Cleopatra in it? It's not Jada Pinkett Smith herself. No. No, it's not Jada Pinkett Smith. The person who plays Queen Cleopatra in it is. A, Del James. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, who is like a, so, a fairly, he's like a fairly unknown. She's been in like Casualty and Doctors yeah. and that sort of it. Okay. So, um, so you did enjoy it then? Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I didn't let the fact that that creative choice to cast a mixed race woman in the lead role, I didn't let that ruin a show for me because... <laughs> Why would I? I'm not that pathetic. Yeah. It was, it was still, still pretty good, pretty interesting, compelling, and also like she might, she might have had, um, she might have been mixed race. Like we don't know for certain. Like the generally, and she's not believed to have been, but like it's not that big a deal, is it? Yeah, agree. Um, Alex, have you seen that before? No, Cleopatra. No, I have not. No. Um, no, it's too. It's I, I don't watch a lot of documentaries yeah. to be honest. Yeah, and I don't historically stuff. And wi- within that, I don't tend to love the sort of reconstruction ones. Yeah, okay. Like, I'd rather just do a proper documentary, so to speak. I get you. Um, mm. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I, I. Do you know what I started watching because it won best miniseries of the BAFTA is Mood. Did you guys watch that when it was old? No. Oh, it's had a lot of good things though. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. I've only watched two episodes and there's six, but it's really different. I really, I am really enjoying it, but I'll fill you in on, on another day. But just to say, I try, I'm trying something new. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what we've been watching. We've spent loads. Oh, wait, I've, I've been watching things. Sorry. No, Alex, we don't have time. No, I'm joking. Go uh, on, tell okay. us. It's, Go on, tell well, us. Well, no, I, <laughs> I was just going to say, I started watching um, two new things oh my recently. God. We're so we're so um, on no, it so this I'll, week. I'll, I'll get through <laughs> loads more besides, but um, uh, Colin from Accounts and yes. Holt and Catch Fire. Yeah, yeah. Both of them in the first scene, they start with an animal being run over by a car. Oh, and I just thought it was like a weird coincidence. Yes, that, that both of them. I started both so, of them that week. Sorry, what was the second but, one called? Colin from Accounts and Holt and Catch Fire. Okay, uh, it's about sort of computer programmers in the 80s and they're kind of making a new computer oh uh yeah, slightly different it's, um, to colin from accounts then otherwise yeah, yeah it's it's i've heard a lot of good things about hong catch fire mm. but know essentially nothing about it beyond that okay so i thought it'd be a good one to to watch over the next few weeks nice yeah uh, i i started colin from accounts too i'm on episode four or five um and the first episode isn't the best one. I'll tell you that much. It's mm. probably maybe the worst <laughs> so far. Yeah. Um, so, so I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so far. I've yeah. Got, I, I think I it gets three left. Yeah. It gets. It gets. Yeah. I think it gets better as it goes along. But anyway. Um, okay. Cool. Yeah. We'll come back. We'll revisit those when you're finished with them as well. Um, yeah. Right. Oh, first episode this week we have chat of 
something that's out today called No Escape on Paramount Plus. Alex, do your thing. Okay, okay. yes. So, No Escape, it is a new sort of thriller, uh, which is on on Paramount Plus. It is adapted from a book by by an author called Lucy Clark. Um, the book is called The Blue, or it was originally called The Blue. I think they've republished it under yep. the title No Escape to sort of tie in. Mm-hmm. Um but it is about these these two girls who are on the run from from home for some reason. Uh, that's sort of a mysterious reason you find out gradually. Yeah. Um, while they are on the run, they sort of seek refuge on this boat because they're like, oh, okay, look, we can sneak aboard this boat and hang out with these the the sort of the sailors, and then we'll get onto our next our next hiding place. Yeah. Um, the boat turns out to be even more dangerous, of course. Yeah. Um, when they're on the boat, sort of sailing one night, they come across an abandoned boat. And on the abandoned boat, there is quite a lot of money. Oh. Um, and and diamonds and things, which uh, they they take collectively. Okay. Um, so now they're pirates, right? Yeah. It, 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 suffice to say it was... A mistake and it was yeah. dangerous to take yes. this money yeah. uh, and it creates all sorts of new problems and headaches for them uh, as the people who owned the money that the money was left for uh, sort of come looking for it but yeah so that's that's the, sort of the general gist um, it's also got a kind of frame story where one of the girls is talking to the police yeah. and they've the police have kind of found the boat abandoned so they're sort of investigating that they're like you know what happened to everyone does she know does she not know you know who knows yeah yeah um so that's kind of the the angle there to give it a little bit of extra suspense mm. um uh, it sort yeah. of reminds me of the beach a little bit <laughs> already the story uh the beach i don't know the beach <gasps> the beach the, the movie the beach no, With Leonardo DiCaprio, like the most famous backpackers yeah, no, movie of all time. Yeah. Oh my god. I've not seen that. But Showing my yeah, age. Maybe it is so. very similar. Yeah. But um, it's kind of you yeah, know it's, trouble in paradise sort of thing. You know, people living a great life and then realizing there's something amiss and everything goes a bit wrong. Yeah. And yeah. 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 Whilst set on a beautiful backdrop of some Thai islands or whatever. Um, yeah. Okay, right. So uh, how much of it have you seen then? Or have you seen it all? I have seen three of seven episodes. Um, and it's it's all right. It's it's sort of solid. Um, it's I I started watching it because the it was kind of on my radar because it stars Rian Barreto, who was in The Outlaws, the Stephen Merchant thing on BBC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought she was very good in that, which is why I was sort of interested in this. Um, okay. I say, yeah, the two the two leads in this, um, Rianne Barreto and Abigail Laurie, are quite good, and I think it's sort of worth watching for to to sort of see them in it, their performances. Um, the rest of the crew of the boat sort of blend together a little bit too much. Okay, like, I feel like it's the sort of show that would need to rely on like quite strongly defined personalities. Mm. which aren't really here. They sort of blend together a bit too much. Mm. Um, and it does feel its length sometimes. Okay. Like three episodes, uh, they're all sort of creeping up to an hour each. It feels longer than it needs to. Mm. Um, 
and I short of sort of major twists that you know that could be coming um I'm surprised that it's seven episodes okay it sometimes has the feel of like a book that's been that, that's sort of been adapted too closely like they mm. haven't been judicious enough in sort of stripping Shopping things it. out to yeah. pair it back yeah um but it's okay I mean the it's sort of filmed in in thailand which i think is meant to double for the philippines here but it's you know it's good looks looks good mostly um sometimes the the color grading is a little too much it's got this sort of green wash over it which is oh, a God. little instagram yeah it's, yeah it's a little little much at times well, um is, is is all the action on the boat are they on the boat till the end of the thing or does it move no think? so they they'll they'll sort of Move you know, on. get off in places. They'll think about, oh, should we run away at this point? What's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, What are we thinking? Okay. But yeah, a lot, a lot of it's on the boat. Um, okay. Which I think again is why it would have benefited from more strongly drawn personalities, mm. maybe fewer crew members as well, because mm-hmm. sometimes it's like this is the sort of thing that needs to be a bit more claustrophobic, a bit more of a, a kind of pressure cooker crucible sort of thing. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's okay. It's it's solid. It's um. I don't know. I think maybe I, because I've sort of watched these three in quick succession, it'd probably be better spaced out a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it's all right. It's. I think if you're sort of signing up to Paramount Plus for you know Yellow Jackets, new Star Trek next month, that kind of thing, mm. it's worth checking this out. Okay. Um, but yep. maybe not worth signing up for a whole new streaming service just on the back of it. I have you. Yep. Uh, I'm getting to the end of the first series of Yellow Jacket, so I may have to do that at some point. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay, thank you. That was New Escape, Paramount Plus. Uh, don't download Paramount Plus just for that, but maybe if you're but doing yeah, something it's, else. It's solid. I think that's a good uh, yeah. guide. Okay, over to you, Stephen. We've had Cleopatra. Now we're going to talk about Rome. Yeah, Rome is a 2005 series um, sort of made by HBO and the BBC. Um, HBO contributed to Lion's share to the um, funding for it. It's on BritBox now. Um, so there's 20 episodes, or there's 20 episodes on BritBox, but in the U- the UK, it's two 10-episode seasons. In the US, it's a 12-episode first season and then a 10-episode second mm. season. I think they decided to cut some of the political bits out of the UK audience because they thought that they wouldn't need it, or they'd already know it, or, or it would just I don't amazing. Know, work better. I'd love so, to know what, what exactly yeah, was cut out so, now. <laughs> so I, I don't know if they just cut out two episodes. I don't think they did. I think they just edited it. Cut out bits and reformulated it. Because um, the last episode of the first season is like half an hour longer than okay. um, all the other episodes. Which, um, so. which version did you watch? The UK or the. I watched the. Two ten episode versions because that's that's on Britbox, mm. um, and it's it's very good. Um, it's, it's a very big budget, which you can sort of tell. It was, I think, the first season cost around one hundred and ten million dollars, um, and this is in like two thousand five. So, you know, that's still that's getting into you know modern big. TV show territory even now um, and that's why the show apparently the show was due to run for five seasons but because it was so expensive to make it got sort of cancelled after season two and as the name suggests it's basically a historical drama 
set in ancient Rome from around um, 52 BC to about 30 BC. Um, so the time of like Julius Caesar coming to power and then, spoiler alert, being assassinated and then sort of civil wars after that and then Octavian or Augustus, as he was later known, coming to power. So, and it's the bridge between the end of the Roman Republic and the start of the Roman Empire. Like a really interesting period in ancient history, if that's your bag. Um, and it's got a fairly massive cast. So the two leads you probably won't know from much. So Kevin McKidd plays Lucius Brennus. His biggest show really was Grey's Anatomy. Uh, Ray Stevenson, who appears in like the Thor trilogy, he's, he plays Titus Puller, who's a friend of Lucius's. And they're two sort of Roman soldiers in the 13th Legion who fight for Caesar. And it follows their arcs as they sort of deal with Julius Caesar becoming a dictator and seizing power and the changing in sort of politics of the time. And what was quite interesting is that most dramas set in ancient Rome will have a protagonist that's got like fairly modern values because you want to like him. Whereas these protagonists are just totally okay with slavery and like because you know it was ancient yeah. Rome. So there's like where Lucius, like the good guy in the show and the moral compass of the show, he, he goes to sell his slaves because he wants to pay for a dowry and he finds out that they've all been killed by this pox apart from this one boy who's been left in the cage with the other dead slaves. And he's like, he's still alive. Well, I'll sell him then and then at least I'll get some money. And that's sort of it. You don't see that. You sort of expect him to maybe look after the boy and then free him or something to sort of show that he's like, like the moral guy. But clearly the producers were like, well, no, this is an ancient Rome series, so we're going to keep it fairly accurate. Fair enough. Uh, and that's it's interesting, but it's also difficult at points. There's a, a part in the first season where Puller, who's one of the more sort of troubled antagonists, does some like really bad stuff, but he's still supposed to be the likable protagonist or co-protagonist, so it's difficult to get on board with that after a certain point. And what's interesting is that Cleopatra obviously features in this as well because she was um, a lover of Julius Caesar and then later famously with Mark Antony. So um, Kiaren Hines from Game of Thrones plays Caesar in this and Lindsay Marshall, who's not a very big actress, plays Cleopatra and She's very, presented very differently in this to the docudrama that I watched. It is, she's like this sort of um, almost like an infomaniac, like a sex crazed seductress who, like, um, is a distraction. Who's quite like, yeah, I guess foxy would be the best best word for it. <laughs> Whereas in Cleopatra, the docudrama, she's much more of a, like a politically minded intelligent, um, pharaoh ruler, which might speak to the fact that the docudrama was written and produced by Jada Pinkett Smith for the purposes of showing the strength of African queens, mm -hmm. whereas Rome is a HBO production. Yeah. 
So yeah. it's a lot more Game of Thrones being sex and sandals and that yeah. kind of thing. Um, but still very good. Um, it sort of gets a bit less historical as it goes on. So at the start, it's very focused on like events and Julius Caesar's sort of conquests and those kind of things and then the plot to kill him. But then the more it focuses on his on the two men from his army who are very loosely based on some historical figures, the more it's just like a Game of Thronesy drama yeah. series that's more character based. Yeah. Um but it is uh, it is very very good and it is very sort of high budget yeah. kind of thing, high production values. Um, lots of you know nice costumes yeah. and hundreds of extras and massive sets. Does that so that's all does very that good. kind of stand up twenty yeah, years later? Or you, it still looks fairly fresh. Then does it? Yeah, I mean if. If of the Dragon had the same production, you probably would think you'd been a bit short-changed. But for, it's still very easy to watch it and sort of get lost in it because, although though I think um, ironically some of the some of the props from the film Cleopatra, the sixties film with um, Elizabeth Taylor, were reused in this <laughs> because it was the same like stage company wow. behind it, so. In that sense, but I guess if you're using you know, props from the ancient Roman times, yeah. they don't really get that <laughs> over time. Yet. They're just but, even more authentic. Yeah, no, yeah. very very impressive yeah. like production. Okay, I cool. So um, certainly one for the sort of history buffs out there, people who like a kind of sort of history drama. Yeah, yeah, dr- yeah. It's more more, I guess historically minded and less fantasy than like Game of Thrones, obviously. Um, but it's got the similar sort of action and violence and sort of sex and all that kind of thing that Game of Thrones has. Which people like as well, generally speaking. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you for that. And BritBox, isn't it? All of it's there on BritBox. Yeah. BritBox Unless you want yeah. to be very adventurous and go and try and find those two missing episodes. If you do, any listeners, do let us know. What is the difference between the two? Uh, okay, thanks for that, Stephen. Right, um, that's us for this week. Thank you for joining us. Do look out for Friday morning's Screen Babble uh, Weekend Watch, which will preview what to watch over the weekend and beyond. If you have any suggestions for what TV we need to get into our lives, drop us a line via our social media. You'll find us on Twitter at National World TV and on all other platforms as National World. I think we're on TikTok now, now as well. Are we, have we got a TV account on TikTok? No, I it's think, just a national world account. I think you're account. on TikTok. It's, cl- it's, it's just clips of you. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, we, that, we, no, we haven't made the cut. Alex, you got, you're doing this week's, right? I didn't want to do that. No. <laughs> you, you just I, talked yourself why, into it. Thank why, you, Alex. Why Thank mess you, Alex. with something that's already Alex, working, I think? Alex is now on TikTok, I everybody. Check out TikTok, see a video of Alex so. today. Thank you, Alex. Uh, you can oh, also dear. sign up for our wonderful weekly TV newsletter by going to nationalworld.com forward slash newsletters. We'd love for you, although Alex may be too busy doing TikTok videos to write I'm, the newsletter I'm this week. I'm not sure about that. Uh, we'd love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can reach as many TV lovers as possible. We will be back next week with more Screen Babble. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>